Welcome to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, the podcast for high achievers who want to stay sharp, focused, and full of energy despite their diagnosis. With your host, National Board Certified Functional Medicine Health Coach, Julie Michelson, where Julie helps you take your power back from autoimmunity. And now here's your host, Julie Michelson. Welcome back to the Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast. I'm your host, Julie Michelson. And today we're joined by Dr. Lorraine Maida, the hormone harmonizer and detoxifier. Dr. Maida specializes in helping you have boundless energy, stable moods, a lean body, sharp, clear mind, balanced hormones, and a healthy libido so you can feel like yourself again. She is a triple board certified physician, writer, author, speaker, and award-winning physician as well. In today's conversation, we're talking about the connection between autoimmunity and hormones and the role that toxins play. Dr. Maida shares about the importance of bioidentical hormone replacement therapy to support health and well-being and to avoid aging like a dried raisin. Dr. Maida, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really love to help people and educate people on what I've been studying for almost a lifetime, it seems. Well, we are grateful that you're going to share that wisdom with us. And I always love, and I know the audience loves to learn like, hey, how did you, you know, you're you're a, a very well-known physician, you're successful but what got you into this hormone detox? You know, why that specialty? I have several stories. I'll make them short. <laughs> but when I was working in the emergency room in Midtown in Manhattan in New York City, I developed TB and I was oh, on yeah. antibiotics for nine months. I be, I had, I was a giant yeast ball. <laughs> I oh, had my God. up the wazoo. I was losing my hair. I developed sensitivities to food. I was gaining weight. I was getting rashes. I was tired. I was completely miserable. We, you know, this was way back in the eighties. So we didn't talk about things then, right? We didn't talk about probiotics then. And I was traditionally trained, even though I've, since a child, I studied supplements and natural medicine. So I did seek out someone and, you know, within three months, I'm, I'm better. I did the whole gut healing. I'm better. And then when I, I was in a company and I treated, I was part of occupational health and wellness and a senior women, woman executive came down to me. And, and that was when at that time there were so few. Yeah. And she came down and she like, said to me, like physicians. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I remember, I mean, this is a company of 120,000 people and wow. there are, I think, six, six women in high level positions. So when one sure. of them walks into my office and said, you have to help me. I was like, yeah, I could like bring you back to life if you had an attack or something, you know, and I could treat your infection. But she said, I was up giving a lecture and all of a sudden I started breaking out in a hot flash and sweats and I lost my words. And the men in the audience were either elbowing each other, snickering or like oh. they're casting their head down in shame. Like, I, I don't want to see this. And she said, "I how am I going to be taken seriously? So that's when I went on a mission to study hormones. That's and motivating. <laughs> yeah. And then fast forward 
it was around the time of 9-11. And, you know, I, I used to live across the street from the World Trade Center. And, you know, the company I was working for was going through tremendous change. And not only did I have issues with my mother being ill, my brother being ill, people I knew died in that horror. I was losing it. I, I noticed friends told me my personality changed and my periods were irregular. I was irritable. I couldn't sleep. I was losing my hair. I was gaining weight. I didn't feel like myself anymore. And I just, I thought it was all the stress of 9-11 and the stress sure. in the company. And I actually left my job to just take care of my mother and brother. And once I realized, I said, you know what? I treat people for hormone imbalances. Maybe that's what it is. And you know what? I gave myself progesterone. It was like, duh, that was it. That was it. I mean, the stressors were still there, but I coped better. I got to sleep. My personality went back to its bubbly self. And, you know, it, it, it was pretty awful when I used to walk into a room and everybody would scatter because they didn't know, like, what kind of mood is she in today? And, okay. you know, I did that a lot for my patients. So that's when I just, I even doubled down and I said, you know what, I have to do this full time. You know, I'm not, I, you know, I, and do it my way, even though I did, you know, functional medicine since 1992. And I had the pleasure of meeting Jeff Bland at the MindShare yes. Conference. Yeah. And I told him I still have my, my diploma. And he said, that was the very first IFM course he ever did. So I'm his first wow. graduate student. Wow. That's, that's special. Yeah. <laughs> that's really yeah. special. That's amazing. Yeah. So this is not a new, <laughs> new thing for you. No. Um, but it yeah. is always funny how sometimes it takes us a while to remember to do for ourselves what we're doing for other people <laughs> like laughing at myself like how come I didn't think of that but you know there was so much going on and right and that's what people that's why I'm here educating people because you have to make that connection and it you know it's, it's almost a slap in the face for me to do it but you know the more you are in, exposed, the more you, you know, you start going through your checklist. Is this, could it be this? Could it be that? Could it be this? You know, right. You know, anybody listening to this, you, the hormones has to be on your list with a question mark, you know, could it be, is it so um, let's, or is there, I don't want to cut off your story or. No, that no. The, I mean, so the story is, is a happy ending. I'm like, I'm, you, I'm happy. I'm healthy. I went to my reunion with one of my friends who's a patient and we, we looked at each other and we said, Oh my God, everybody else looks so much older. You know? <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, we, but we take, it's not just hormones. It's the whole package. You know, right. you have to, you know, I have some people just give me the hormones. I don't want to do the diet. I don't want to, you know, but it's the whole package. And I feel, I feel as good as I did in my, you know, at a younger age. I won't even tell my age. <laughs> oh, you should. You should brag. I say, I tell all the time. I see. I didn't. All right. All right. I'll tell you. I'm 67 and Holy going strong. Cracker Jacks. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, literally, you look 35. That's amazing. Aww, but it, you can tell. You you feel that way, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, I, I'm in my mid fifties. I feel, I feel younger than I did it in my thirties. You know, yeah. And everybody said, when are you going to retire? I said, I'm not going to retire. I Why? love what I do. I love yeah. seeing 
transformations and and people feeling, you know, they all say, I got my life back or I yes. feel like myself again. And I, I know from personal what I went through that it's transformative. It's totally transformative. It is. It, it is unbelievable. I was estrogen dominant, didn't know it and never heard those words, right? I didn't have high estrogen, but I, I had all the things yeah. and uh, just that little bit of progesterone right. way back when literally life changing, life changing. Yeah. And I wasn't even at the bad end of the spectrum as far as hormonal symptoms, but I was full blown autoimmune. I, you know, I had all the things. And, and so um, I would love to maybe even get listeners to lean in a little, a little more. And what is this connection between hormones and autoimmunity? Well, it's our X chromosome. As women, we have more antibodies. The more antibodies you have, the more they could go awry. So even, and it has something to do with the X chromosome. Estrogen, estrogen will make more antibodies. And that's the most likely scenario when people go through autoimmune disorders. I always, when, when someone comes to me with an autoimmune disorder, I always ask them, trace back. What happened the time before that? What's going on with you? You know, we, we evolved to have more antibodies to keep our newborn safe. Right. Right. So the the most likely time you're going to develop an autoimmune disease is postpartum. And the more pregnancies you have, you're the more likely you're to develop an autoimmune disorder. If you have the genetic predisposition, right? I mean, I had every recipe for developing an autoimmune disorder. I don't have one and I'm grateful for that, but I had all the hormonal symptoms. So estrogen makes more immune cells. Women as a whole have more immune cells and that tends to trigger autoimmune disorders. And what I see is whenever women go through hormonal shifts or hormonal changes, that's when it occurs. Sometimes puberty, some occur in puberty, postpartum, perimenopause, postmenopause, all the P's. So those are the times when women are most likely to have it because we go through big hormonal shifts. I mean, that's the one thing men don't have and it's not as dramatic in men. They have their shifts. But in women, it can be a wild roller coaster ride. And what it does to our bodies is, you know, pretty significant. And they've shown that lupus occurs more often post puberty. Psoriasis will decrease around menopause. And if, well, it will increase around menopause. And if you're taking hormone replacement therapy, it will calm it down. And, um, Rheumatoid arthritis happens when your periods are all over the place, irregular, especially perimenopause. So this is why balancing your hormones, keeping the hormones level, keeping them stable, keeping things in balance and estrogen in a kind of nice, sweet spot is so important for not just autoimmune disorders, but for just about everything. I mean, listen, we all complain of the same things in midlife. We're gaining weight. We can't think. We're moody. We're anxious. It's hormones have a very potent, very, very potent effect on the brain. That's why women are way outnumber men for Alzheimer's and dementia. Same thing. You know, just hormones are, are such a big, huge, 
piece. I wish we had five hours because <laughs> I, I would want, I want to talk about all the things that are impacting the hormones <laughs> too. I want to touch on it lightly because this is what you do, right? It's not just hormones. No, like, I yes, know. we're, we're women. We have more antibodies, all those things, but why? And, you know, I even was, we're talking about the men as well, right? So what is going on that, that people's hormones seem, because it's all, you can't isolate. It's not the one thing. No, it's not the one thing. And what I noticed in my practice, you know, I've been practicing over 40 years, young men were in their thirties were coming in with big boobs and big bellies. Women were entering puberty earlier. And like, what's that all about? Well, toxins. We're exposed to almost 200 toxins per day. And a lot of them have estrogenic effects. So that estrogen dominance, not only do you have estrogen dominance from your own estrogen and progesterone dropping. So what estrogen dominance is, for in case your audience doesn't know, is estrogen, estrogen is high in relation to progesterone. So your, your estrogen could be high, it could be normal, it could be low. But if progesterone, there's not enough progesterone to balance it, your estrogen dominant. So you're going to have more of the dominant effects of estrogen excitability. I call it the hormone of energy and growth. And so too much energy is anxiety, irritability, impatience, snappy behavior, insomnia, growth of the breast, cysts to the breast, tender breast, bleeding, spotting, weight gain around the hips, thighs and breasts, you know, and fluid retention. So those inflammation. are the and inflammation. Yes. Estrogen can be very inflammatory. Progesterone can be very anti-inflammatory, but you add toxins and you can't get away from them. It's in our air. It's in our food. It's in our water. It's in our clothing. It's in our furniture. It's in our carpeting. It's in our draperies. It's in just about everything. And I tell my patients, we have to be in a continuous state of detox yes. where you lower the amount of toxins coming in by starting to choose, you know, filter your water, drink clean water, eat the dirty dozen organic, you know, start yeah. looking as you run out of personal care and cleaning products, look for safer, cleaner products because you know, women, women have apply a lot more product than men right. and our makeup, our hair products, our skin creams, our serums, all this, all that there, a lot of them are not so good for you. Right. So yeah, since are a big deal. Yeah. And so, and I, I like to say, cause it is always, it can be really overwhelming and depressing when we start to talk about where we're exposed, literally everywhere. everywhere. But what you're talking about is reducing the burden, right? There is no, nobody's ever going to be toxin free. It's, I love that you said, you know, you have to constantly be working on detox and reducing that burden. And I love the, the particular things that you mentioned, because my approach is this, you know, if we make our home, our haven, and and support our detox path, you know, do all the things. But if we have the the water filters, the air filters, the, you know, get rid of our plastics, do those things at home, we can take the hit when we go out and about as long as we're working on exactly. it. Exactly. You know, you don't want that straw to break the camel's back. Right. You know, it's that one. And you know, every time I ask a woman, when did this autoimmune disorder show its ugly head? I mean, stress, trauma, toxin, infection, something. You know, because somebody said to me, 
isn't everybody stressed? I said, well, sure. But when you have the confluence of all those things at once, and then you're in a a hormone rage or change (laughs) or whatever, uh, your body is like that, that immune system turns on and it doesn't know how to turn off. Yeah. Right. And it attacks us. So, so just these little, they're, they're little things and you don't have to do it all at once and you don't have to be perfect. I'm not perfect. Look, I'm, right. I dyed my hair. So, you know, but you pick and choose and it's so, you know, I'm pretty much toxin free, you know, as free as but I can. You make be. your choices. I, I had a client who literally, she, she's like, I'll do anything. She cleaned up you know, every, everything she was already paying attention, but she up-leveled. And I said, what are, what, tell me about your hair products. What What is your shampoo? And she said, I'm not even discussing it. It's, yeah. a, it's a non-negotiable. Yeah. It's a perfect because That's you right. were, you know, somebody yeah. asked me the other day, I was at a conference and they were like, what kind of n- nail polish do you wear? Because I, I can't find a really clean one that actually works. And I'm like, it's not really clean. It's cleaner. Yeah. And that's my one thing. Like <laughs> Same thing with like, if you start decreasing the amount of toxins coming in, you're never going to be perfect. So that's no. why I don't want people, you know, I go to people's houses, uh, they're not eating organic with, you know, whatever, you know, so I'm fine because 80, I'd say 80% of the time, clean, clean, clean. But you know what, I'm, I'm in a state of detox. And and one of the other reasons why I find that some women can't tolerate their hormones, it's maybe not the most pleasant topic, is constipation. Like Let's any talk woman, about it. I love oh talking about poop. Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, it, it you you know, that's one of the big, big ways where you get rid of toxins. And that's where you get rid of the excess estrogen and estrogen dominance. So some people come to me in perimenopause or PMS. And once I detox them and I make sure their bowels are moving and big snakes like every day. <laughs> Because people say it's normal. Oh my! I, I, how, how are you, Belmos? Oh, they're normal. Oh, I know. Oh, oh like once oh, a week, every it's two or three for days, me. or yeah. once a week. Yeah, you know, even every two or three days. That's not. Yeah. it's normal for you, but that's not normal. It's not optimal. It's not healthy. Just here's the visual. Okay, you can close your ears. No, listen, you everybody, listen. Flushing a backed up toilet. Where's it going to go? It's just going to go right back into your system. Yeah. And the longer it sits there, the more you have problems. Because early in back in the day when I first started, I didn't understand why some women just didn't tolerate the hormones, you know, and and I'm like thinking and reading and you know like then I I really dove deep into, you know, are you moving your bowels and and, and no, they're not. Mm-mm. And once we got the bowel movements going, they're like, oh my God, I feel so much better. I have energy. <laughs> sure. I'm not getting that breast tenderness anymore. I'm calmer. I'm sleeping better. I mean, these toxins affect your immune system, your hormone system, and your nervous system. Yeah. And just getting bowel movements going. And, you know, some people have to work a little harder than others, you know, but water, fiber, probiotics. Um, sometimes I use magnesium. Some- Magnesium is big, big, and sometimes I use some motility um, herbs. So, yeah. it, you know, I can almost get anybody to go. <laughs> it, it, it is. And, and I love that you said it does sometimes, it does sometimes take work. I mean, and, and for some people, 
it's, it's so fun because people are like, you know, they're looking for the big fancy thing. And it's like, are you yeah. drinking water? Like, let's yeah, start yeah. with, yeah. you know, the basics. Yeah. Mo- yeah. Are you moving your body? Are you, you know, all, all the basic all that, things. You know, so it's not just hormones are going to make you better. You need, you need the whole structure. And I do want to give a caution with magnesium and fiber. You start low and go yeah. slow. Otherwise you're going to get gas and bloating and not, be happy and give up, but go start low, go slow and move your body, get wa- enough water. You'd be amazed at how much better you feel. Um, yeah. Amazed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. I mean, it, look, it's essential. I, I had interviewed somebody who said, you know, you're su- we're supposed to poop like a puppy. You know, one of my dogs is really <laughs> little and, and I can tell when I pick him up, if he hasn't pooped yet, like if he's eaten, but not pooped because he's heavier, like I can feel it, but you know, puppies eat and they poop. So yeah, it, it's, it's huge. It is so important. I'm really glad that you brought it up because it's, I just had yeah. to you know it's not like, you know, pleasant conversation, but it's so essential. Yes. And that nobody gets past that visual of flushing a backed up toilet. It's just, this is what's happening in your body. It's just going back in. Right. Ew. And the other <laughs> is gallbladder, the gallbladder. Another one. I'm, uh, so many women have had their gallbladder out. And you know what? That is a big, well, it's a sanitizer of your gut. It, it also does digests fats, but it also removes toxins. And, you know, the gallbladder will bind the toxins and you got to move it out through the bowel movement. And you also have to have a good, healthy microbiome by eating healthy. You know, I say, you know, if you have a party and you serve pizza, burger, fries, soda, chips, you're going to attract a different crowd than if you, you serve like, you know, lean protein, fresh fruits and vegetables, nice salad, but you're going to have a different crowd and same thing with your microbiome. So Love what that. you eat is going to affect that microbiome and, and they rule there. They have more power over you than your own brain. And they will take those toxins attached to bile. If you've got the wrong neighborhood down there, they're going to, t- they're going to, break it off, and then you're going to reabsorb the toxins. And this is where I see a lot of estrogen dominance as well. What do you do for, because I I see so many people as well that have already, unfortunately, had their gallbladder out. Um, But I I feel like it's treated almost like appendix, like, oh, you know, you're having, you're having pain from your gallbladder. We'll just take it out. Like, what is there, what do you do to to help? Support. Bitter foods, bitter foods, tutka, um, mono, monounsaturated fats, you know, fish oil also. Uh, the saturated fats will make bile, you know, just think, I tell people the visual, butter yeah. is not going to flow, oil right. will. So right. you want your bile to flow with the fats that flow, like fish, olives, avocado, nuts, seeds, and any of their oils. So you want to, you want to make the bile more liquidy with the right kind of fats. You want to make it flow and with the bile salts like tutka or digestive bitters or bitter food. And there, you know, there are a number of other things. Fiber also, you need, you need fiber to keep that going. There's, you know, someone just came to me and I have a, a, 
a list of things that I'm I'm doing for her because she doesn't want to have her gallbladder out. And I'm so happy she came to me before she had it out because she she came to me a week before her scheduled surgery. And I'm saying, I can't do it that fast. (laughs) (laughs) But it will, you know, you'll be able to some some time. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I'm I'm pretty good, but I'm not that magic. That's why I say that all the time, but I'm not magic. (laughs) Yeah. Even so, though I have my magic wand, I keep it here for. You know, I love it. I, I have love it. <laughs> so amazing. So I want to dive into a little bit because I I hear so so many questions, misinformation, and concerns about hormone replacement therapy. And so, if we're saying hormone balance is important. Um, Let's let's talk about that a little bit uh, about you know who should use them why should we use them why shouldn't we use them are they safe Well yes and I've been studying this for a very long time I'm on them and I have thousands of people on them and I did take that hippocratic oath and I take it very seriously and you know I've been writing blogs about this for about at least 15 years or more and I I dive deep into the research and Lately, the last few years, there have been quite a number of studies that came out that should put this to rest. We hope I, that's why I want to be on as many podcasts and do as many uh, shows or interviews as I possibly can. Even the most conservative North American Medical Society now says that the benefits outweigh the risk. So, um, the the only reason you shouldn't be on hormone replacement therapy is if you, you know, you you have breast cancer. I'm still not brave enough to give it to anyone with a history of breast cancer because there's not studies. Um, or if you 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 have clots, I mean, but even with clots, it's not estrogen given through the skin does not cause. Right. I was just going to say so. And I want to back up because I said hormone replacement therapy. I'm guessing you're talking about bioidentical uh, hormone replacement therapy. Only bioidentical hormones. Yes. You know, I, I've been studying this for years. And what I did for what I do for my patients and even for their doctors is I put together a whole history of what happened, why it happened. Some of the studies were not designed, especially the Women's Health Initiative. Uh, and and hormones were safe. They wanted they were designed to see how long after menopause can you give hormones, but they gave high dose oral synthetic hormones to women whose average age was 63, 10 years past menopause. This is not what we're doing now. But the big reveal of this study is that when they looked at it and they said, oh, there was more cancer. No, no. The control, you know, you have a control group. Yeah, it was a bad study all, all the, the way. Everything the about board. it was bad. Yeah. And even the principal investigator years later in 2017 came out with a study and said, this study was hijacked. It was released to the press before we had a chance to review it, to put it into context. And the press took off with it. And just like misinformation happens now virally, right. the press took off with it and that got embedded in everybody's brain and nobody yeah. really analyzed it. And they looked at it till now. The control group had a lesser um, amount of breast cancer than the normal population, population right? Yeah. right? 
So you're starting with the stack deck a bit lower. When you look at the curve of who developed breast cancer in that study of the the synthetic high dose oral, Mm -hmm. um, it was the same. So there was, there was no increased risk of breast cancer. And now that they've done studies on bioidentical hormones, they showed, you know, less risk of breast cancer. What they've, what the current theory is, is that it's synthetic progestins that are causing this and that it's not estrogen. In fact, in the Women's Health Initiative, estrogen alone, they had a decreased risk of breast cancer. And in some of the studies that had a mix of bioidenticals and non, there were the first five years, there was no increased risk of breast cancer. The others, it was nominal, but the benefits outweigh the risks. And some of the studies show it decreases risk of different types of cancers. It improves, it decreases fracture risk. It decreases the risk of dementia. It improves your quality of life. And, you know, you, you, if you balance your hormones, you probably won't have to have a hysterectomy or, or cysts in your breasts and all these breast biopsies. So it is life changing for people. And really it's only active cancer. You know, that's the only one where, you know, you just don't want to give estrogen to somebody with that. And I even developed a course, it's HRT for you, because you have to look at what is your, what are your risks? Like if you're Nordic and you're light hair, light eyes, light skin, you thin, you're more likely to develop osteoporosis and probably have a family history of it. And you know what? A fracture can put you in the, a nursing home sure. and people sure. never get out. So you have to look at all your various risk factors. Then you have to see, is, can hormones help this? Do you have any risk factors that hormones can harm? What's it impacting on the quality of life? Right. And and I have this theory that midlife crisis is hormonal. It's oh. it, because, you know, it's not all, let's, let's face it, but I have couples come into me and I describe to the woman what a woman feels like with a husband there. And both that they nod their head, the anxiety, their ability, patients, insomnia. And then I say the women get in your face when they're perimenopausal. They're, 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 they're like a short fuse. They're irritable. And a lot of them come to me and say, I don't believe what I said. My, um, and then I feel guilty and I cry and my kids tiptoe around me and my husband doesn't, you know, want to, you know, he checks in on my mood. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then the men, when their hormones decline, they withdraw. Yep. So you have this push and 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 back receding, up, yep. back up. and they all sit there and they they nod their head. It's like, you know, there is something to this. Well, right. one warning, like when I usually treat both people, mm-hmm. these relationships get better. But sometimes when I treat the women, have the acknowledgement, I married the wrong person. Right. I'm a, I'm a, I was a different person then. I'm coming into myself now. And I am going to stand for myself and I'm going to leave this relationship because you're, you're centered, you're clear, you're stable, your moods, you're not at the mercy of your moods. And I, you know, it's amazing where they're freed from something that they were right. in That wasn't for. right. Yeah. Right. And they didn't take the time to recognize it. They weren't, you know, when you're in these wild hormone swings, you can't make good decisions. And that's what clear. happens. I left my, I, I left a very 
prestigious job. I mean, I had everything, power, play, perks, you know, prestige, position, whatever, you know. Um, Back to the peace. (laughs) But I wanted, I wanted peace and I wanted to take care of my family. And I really didn't, didn't, it didn't dawn on me that this wasn't the major pressures that I was feeling. This was but well, so because I'm giving we, you the warning, think hormones first. All right. right. I have something up. Think hormones first because, you know, but I don't regret leaving because it led me in this path, which and I have so much. Needs. Yeah. I have yeah. so much satisfaction from the transformations I see. And that's, that's what keeps me going. That's why I'm not retiring. Why would I retire? I'm, I'm, right. I'm, loving it. I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm loving how people are feeling. And I want, I want that for everybody. And, and as amen, as do I, and that, and that's I'm why I'm so glad you're here having the conversation because it is amazing how that one study, yeah, <laughs> just and even though it's been refuted, it's been you know taken apart, it's been shown, you know, none of that seems to be getting the traction. No, it doesn't. From, it's, 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 yeah, right. And even um, bioidentical progesterone, they're finding, you know, it's so much safer there, you know. Well, I say this all the time. I, I, I grew up an equestrian. I love horses. I have horses right here in my yard out the window. I'm not a horse though. So I, I don't want to take stuff that's made from equine urine. (laughs) Like I, I don't think I, it just doesn't even make, and I wouldn't give them my hormones because I don't think that would be really good no, for them either. Right. And I tell people it's the same. Like, would you, what's the difference between a trans fat and an omega-3 fat? It's a big difference, but they right. just call it fat. And, you know, the press calls everything progesterone when it's a progestin and people can't discern, you know, I read the studies so you don't have to. And, you know, the latest article about bioidentical progesterone, synthetic can cause gallbladder sludging, right? <laughs> Bioidentical doesn't. Synthetic can cause spasms of the coronary arteries. Bioidentical doesn't. Synthetic has um, can cause clotting. Bioidentical doesn't. So right. there's there's some really big differences. Just like there's a difference between a trans fat that mucks up your system that your body doesn't recognize versus a nice omega three. That keeps you. I vocal. love that analogy. That's brilliant. I'm. I will credit you every time I use it. <laughs> it well, it, it really does. I mean, it, it's it's not it's not apples to apples, and right. so. And even um, the American Heart Association is saying there's something to this hormones helping your heart. It's cardioprotective. You know? it, it's, it is. That's. I know. I right. told you before. You know that, that. I I had a complete hysterectomy and oophorectomy, and and. My surgeon, who on her website it says she's a hormone specialist, said, "You know, you don't, you can stop your. I was already on progesterone. You can, you can stop your progesterone now. You don't have a uterus." And I was like, uh, "I have a heart and a brain, and a, <laughs> you know, like I, I have a lot of other organs and and a body that." And I, I look at it this way: to, to I didn't go to medical school, so I like to put stuff like really, really, really simple we didn't used to live this long. And so, uh, you know, as women and, and then add in all the toxins and all those other layers. Right. But even just in general, we had our babies, 
we raised them for a little while and then we died. Yeah. And so, you know, you're, you mentioned osteo that I, I want people to understand that connection between living well and, and living a long time. You don't want to be shriveled up because you can't get out of bed and your bones are brittle and your brain doesn't work. You don't even know where you are. That's not living. No. And that's why think of the quality of your life. Yeah. You have to think of the quality of your life. And so now that the North American Menopause Society and 20 other organizations say the benefits outweigh the risks, there are plenty of studies, you know, and I, you know, I blog about all this stuff too, but for my patients, I give them a big detailed synopsis and I even offer to give their doctors. uh, I love that. And the doctors are really they're opening their, their, I mean, listen, they don't have the time to do this. Almost all of them are, or they're, they're employees and they're not able to spend the time, but right. I'm getting more and more doctors referring to me, let her do it. Right. But <laughs> well, well, I, patients look younger. I'm sending them to you. <laughs> my, my big autoimmune coaching package includes a doctor. Like I, I, you know, I know a lot of functional medicine doctors, have coaches. I am somebody who, you know, I'm not, I, cause I know I'll only get you so far. If you're a peri postmenopausal woman with autoimmunity and you're not supporting hormones, you know, um, and I, I, I joke, I need, you know, my, coach. I need the, my coach too, because yeah. there's so many details that I can't get into. Right. Right. And I, and I joke, I mean, I, I look at me, I'm like, I don't have the parts. There are not enough seeds in the world. I, I'm not making those hormones. So, you know, I I think it's so important for people to have a physician who really specializes like you do. It's, it's a get, I I just said this to another doctor two weeks ago uh, that I was coaching. (laughs) I was like, this is a gift that you get to give women. Yeah. It's a gift. You're giving them their life back. So it, it's, it's I so important every day, you know, that's why I love it. And I, that's why I'm not giving it up. And another, one other point I want to make is a lot of women will say, no, no, I don't want hormones. I have hot flashes. It's nothing They're, you know, um, they'll pass. Well, hot flashes are a biomarker of underlying problems. And I, I presented this at the American Academy of Anti-Aging and Regenerative Medicine because hot flashes are not benign. Their biomarker that you're, you know, uh, they, you know, you have an increased risk of high calcium in your arteries, artery spasm, increased intimal thickness, meaning the insides of your arteries get thicker. So the lumen gets thinner and you don't get blood flow. It's a biomarker for inflammation, for osteoporosis and for dementia. So hot flashes are not benign. They're not just a symptom that, ah, it'll go away. Yeah. It'll go away along with your bones, your brains and your arteries. So, you know, yeah. And it's, but that's the, that was what for decades we've been told to expect, right? Oh, it's just part of being a woman. It's, I don't know. And so, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm not. We're living I, I longer. We're living longer. And you know what? The quality of life matters. It does. You it does. It. You owe it to yourself. Ah, so good. So good. So I am so excited to ask you this question because I really don't know what you're going to say. what is one step that listeners can take today to start to improve their health 
Oh, one step, one step. <laughs> you know what? Everything is comes by attitude. You have to have the right attitude and make a commitment. That's that's the bottom line. All I mean, you know, I have people who do all the check boxes and they're still not happy and not good, but your your attitude is going to drive everything. You're, you know, you know, my husband says to me, why are you always happy? And I say, well, I choose to be. Right. And that's it. Just choose, make that commitment to yourself. That's going to drive everything. Ah, oh, I love it. And see that that you're going to have to come back on because ah. you just opened up a whole nother, whole nother box that I would love to to dive deeper in because that's it is essential. Attitude is essential. And see, I knew I had just had a feeling it was going to be something I wasn't expecting. So yeah. And when I, I did a radio show, I said that there was silence and there's never silence on a radio show. The woman was like, what? <laughs> you, you, you are? <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. it though. And it, it is a choice and we can intentionally choose daily, hourly, however often we need to until that becomes our perspective. And that is, it is such a powerful part of wellness. So I'm really glad you brought it up. Well, thank you. Thank you for asking the question. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dr. Mehta, this has been amazing for people that listen on the go. Like I do, where's the best place for them to find you? The feelgoodagaininstitute.com. Yes. Who doesn't want to go there? Yeah. It has to be the in the front and institute at the back. Otherwise, there's some a a lot of other people. Oh yeah, be careful. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Again, institute.com. And I also have the female hormone quiz.com. So you know you can find that on my website. And it's again the female hormone quiz. (laughs) So love it. Yeah. I love it. Dr. Mita, thank you so much. You have really just educated and in such a fun, bright way. This conversation is so important and this is how things change. And so thank you for sharing. And thank you for hosting and sharing your wisdom and knowledge. I appreciate it. My pleasure. For everyone listening, remember you can get the show notes and transcripts by visiting inspiredliving.show. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity. Did you enjoy this episode? Please like, share, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. If you'd like to get a transcript of this and every other episode, just head on over to inspiredliving.show or click on the link in this episode's description. There, you can also find everything we discussed in this episode, including links and information about our guests. You can even send in your questions to be answered by Julie in a future episode. That's inspiredliving.show. Until next time, this is Julie Michelson's Inspired Living with Autoimmunity podcast, helping you take your power back.